Hey, my name is Adva Hanan. I am obsessed with everything early childhood education and supporting you through your teaching career. I help you feel supported, encouraged, and continue learning throughout your time, both inside and outside of the classroom. I am an early childhood teacher who saw a huge gap in how early childhood educators are supported and guided throughout their classroom experience. Classroom management, teacher burnout, and distance learning are all topics we cover here. So get ready to learn, grow, and become the teacher you've always dreamed of being. Let's make an impact together. Are you a teacher on summer break looking for free resources to dive into and learn from? Well, look no further. I've got a portal full of free resources ranging from recorded workshops, mini training, and PDF resources you can easily download. All of this completely free. And I'm even adding a new resource this week. If you are interested, if this is something that you want to dive into, get the link in the show notes below. Now let's get the show on the road. So today we are covering building trust inside your classroom. And I know that most of you are on summer break, but I wanted to cover this topic because a lot of times when you don't build trust in your classroom, it affects the way that you handle the school year. So I wanted to cover this, and even if you listen to it now and then refresh your memory later, I think it's a very important topic for you to understand and for you to be able to build that trust with your kids and with their families. So as most of you know, trust is the foundation for any good relationship, especially in a classroom full of new students and their families. Trust is built on making strong connections with the people you surround yourself with on a daily basis. You are the leader inside your classroom. It is your space. You get to decide how the classroom will run and what kind of relationships you build with your students and their parents. So today, I am going to talk about what it means to build trust both inside and outside of the classroom. And if you've ever heard of Brené Brown, who wrote Dare to Lead, she talks about seven elements that show and help to develop trust. So I want you to consider one thing before I continue. How can you display behaviors that help you to build rapport with your students and their family? And now we're going to talk about Brené Brown's seven elements in developing trust. So number one is boundaries. Have you ever thought to yourself that you need to put up boundaries with a parent or with two because it's just consuming and it's too much for you to handle at that point? I know I have. I've had to set those boundaries this year because boundaries were so blurred. Now, boundaries are understanding what's appropriate and what's not. And if you don't understand what is appropriate, both inside and outside of the classroom as the teacher, then you need to ask. Because boundaries are so important. Boundaries set the foundation for the rest of the school year. Having those boundaries is healthy. 
being able to say to parents, please contact me between the time between 7:30 and 4 p.m. every day, and try your hardest not to contact me before then or after then, is okay. Because you need to set those boundaries. If you are always available, parents will always email you. Even if it's 3 o'clock in the morning, they will email you and they will expect an answer. So make sure those boundaries are set. Number two is reliability. Being aware of your capabilities and your limitations. When you go into a classroom for the first time, a lot of times it's really hard to judge what you are capable of and where you have to set those limits. But as you move forward in your teaching career, you kind of start to understand where you're able to set limits, set boundaries, where when your capabilities have just run out or you need to refresh your memory on that subject. So being reliable as a teacher means being aware of what you know and what you don't know, where your limitations are, and setting those limitations. Number three, accountability. Owning up to your mistakes. As a teacher, it is so important for you to find a reflective practice. What does that mean? That means every day reflecting on what you did, how you taught, what worked, what didn't work, what you can improve on, etc. Teachers have the responsibility of teaching other people's children. We have the responsibility of understanding each child's needs in our classroom. If you can't own up to a mistake that you've made, you will never learn. You will never move forward and you will never become the teacher that you want to be. I see it a lot where teachers are very, very stuck in their ways and they're not willing to own up to mistakes. Owning up to a mistake is not a bad thing. It just means you're human. So please, please, please try to find some kind of accountability, whether it's you have someone come in and observe you for a lesson and give you that criticism that you need to be able to become a better teacher, or you yourself take it upon yourself to reflect, whether that's once a week, every day, once a month. It's so, 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 so important. Honestly, I would try to reflect once every single day. Because every day you're teaching a different lesson, every day there's another thing that comes up and you have to be able to reflect and you have to be able to own up to your mistakes and learn from those mistakes and then move forward. Number four, vault. (laughs) Sharing only information that is yours to share. I think this is important when you start teaching in a school. And the reason it's important is because a lot of times we tend to overshare or gossip. It can be really hard. A lot of people like gossip. A lot of people like to talk. But I'm going to tell you right now, 
That kind of gossip will never lead you to good to a good place. I can tell you that from my own experience. I almost lost some colleagues of mine who I really truly call friends because I got so involved in whatever gossip was happening in in that moment that I stopped being that good friend to those people. So make sure that when you're sharing information, you only share the information that's yours to share. Number five, integrity. Choosing what's right over what's wrong. If you want integrity, you need to teach your students right versus wrong, but also show them. You are their role model. You are their leader. You are the the person they look up to. If you are doing something that you shouldn't be doing and the students shouldn't be doing, then don't do it. Don't do it. Integrity goes along with sharing information that's yours to share with a vault. Be the bigger person. Do the right thing. Number six, non-judgment. Having the ability to have a conversation with others without judging them. It is especially important to do this when you are a returning teacher and you have new teachers coming into the school. Judging others will never do you or them any good. Having a conversation about something that you don't agree on is not a place for you to judge. It is a place for you to have a conversation. And number seven, generosity. Being generous. Extending generous words and actions to others. Make sure that you are extending your hand when it's needed. Make sure that you are showing the other staff in the school that you appreciate them and you appreciate their point of view. These seven elements can truly help you to become the teacher that you've always dreamed of, but have the boundaries, have a teacher community that you can lean on without any judgment, and have the relationship with your students and their families that you've pictured having with them since you decided that you wanted to become a teacher. Keep learning, growing, and become your best teacher self. I am so proud of you. See you next time, teachers.